Welcome to another episode of Milk the Clock Podcast on Busted Coverage. Uh, we took the whole month off. Everybody re- regrouped. Paul's in Omaha. He's been uh, he's been traveling a little bit. I have a new baby. Two BCs now in the house, and uh, this is the big re. What are we calling it, Paul? The the comeback. I, the, the band is back together. The it's band like is Matt back together. Murphy in Blues Brothers when he was working at that dive making chicken. Well, we're back. All right, we're back. Uh, 2017 is officially started. We have Mike Golick coming in today to talk about uh, – what, what is he talking about, Paul? Well, he's going to talk about uh, football, for one thing. That's true, we've got the, football. We've got the big game coming up on Sunday. Can we say big game, I Joe? Was, I was going to ask you if we're allowed to say Super Bowl. We are media, we, so we are allowed to say Super Bowl, correct? They're very weird about that. I'm going to roll the dice. Let's roll the dice. What do you think? All right, let's tell Golik we're going to actually call it the Super Bowl. Uh, he is promoting uh, – he's actually promoting a pharmaceutical company about his diabetes. I didn't even know Mike Golik had diabetes. Did you? I had no idea. Type 2 diabetes. And he looks great uh, lately. You know, it looks like he's lost some weight. Maybe that was spurred by the diabetes. Uh, probably spurred on uh, so you don't have a diabetic uh, – you don't go into diabetic shock. Um, <laughs> so what have you been up to? Let's let's get to that. Let's uh, let's hear what you you have going on. Well, I didn't bring any new life into the world. I did that once and that was enough. You've double dipped and that's cool. You know, congrats – on the baby. I just uh, flew back all right, from Paul, Pittsburgh. I'm going to cut you yeah. off. Call back. Paul, we did it. We got Mike Golick on the we air. We did this it. Is a Isn't it great when it works it. out? And it's always I, just one button or something, isn't oh it? Oh, my God. Absolute miracle. A yeah. Super Bowl, a Super Bowl week miracle right now, Paul. Get going. Let's go. Let's not waste. <laughs> do not waste Mike's time. Let's get going. Mike, so so glad to speak with you. The, uh, the big game is this Sunday, and you've partnered with Jansen Pharmaceuticals. Tell us about that. Yeah, I have. Listen, you know, my dad um, got was diagnosed with diabetes in his 40s, so I was, I was obviously growing up at that point, and, and I, maybe it was generational, but my dad was somebody who just kind of did things himself. He didn't, he didn't bring them to light. He just said, I'm going to handle it myself, and, and that's the way he wanted to do it. Not right, not wrong, just his way. When I was diagnosed in, you know, in my 40s, uh, I wanted to go a different route. I wanted to kind of involve everybody. Uh, because I, I needed everybody's help. And plus, I had three kids. Two of them were big football players who, you know, had seen their grandfather have type 2 diabetes. Now their father had it. So I wanted to make sure they understood what was going on. So I deal everything as like a team sport thing. So that's what I did here, you know, and that's why I hooked up, as you mentioned, you know, with, with uh, Janssen Pharmaceuticals to be part of the team. My doctor is now my coach. You know, my family are my teammates and everybody all working together, you know. And one of the things I did with my doctor is I saw a commercial for uh, Invokana and, and asked him about it. And he absolutely recommended it for me. And it has worked incredibly well for me, lowering my blood sugar uh, and, and has really put me in a good place. And, and I would urge everybody, though, to speak with their doctor as their coach to make sure they find what works for them. That That's very, very important. And that's one thing that, that I found very important is is to work with my doctor and those around me. So I, I formed kind of that team around me. You know, my wife and I work out together, and, you know, my kids are very involved in that as well, and my wife with what I eat. So, you know, being diagnosed with type 2 has is, is made me a lifestyle change for me. I'm a guy, when I finished playing ball, I was 295, and before I knew it, I was 320 pounds of vanilla milkshake. I looked horrific, you know, but so, and I knew I needed. To, to to do better now I'm about 245 
you know, and I feel great. And a lot of that is with the team around me and helping me manage my type two diabetes. So I would tell everybody uh, to go to uh, the website is I can imagine.com. You can hear more about my story and get some great info there. But really what I'm trying to do with, uh, with uh, Janssen pharmaceuticals is really help others get their voice. You know, let's, let's, get everybody involved. Don't just, you know, be maybe be diagnosed with this and just keep it to yourself. You know, like my dad did again, that's the way he wanted to handle it. And that was fine with him. But my way is get other people involved, find your voice out there, take control of your type two diabetes. You have to manage it. So get a great team around you to help manage it. Mike, that brings me to the question. Uh, what, what will you eat for the Super Bowl? Are you just going to dive into a giant kale salad? <laughs> No, no, no. Listen, the the thing about it is, when you're when you're smart about what you do, you can sit there and enjoy yourself a little bit. I mean, come on, you know, you absolutely can. So, I, I there's no doubt that that I had to change. You know, being 320 and and fat like I was certainly wasn't going to get me. Any, I had to be forgetting even type two diabetes. I just needed to to, to living a healthy life you know, to be around, but I also had to deal with type 2 diabetes, so it was a lifestyle change. So when you have that lifestyle change, I mean, if you're, if you're doing well with that, that doesn't mean you can't, you know, enjoy yourself every now and then. God knows anybody that watches or listens to the show know, know that I do that a bit. So, you know, that, that can still be done. So you can still, still have some of that Super Bowl fare, no doubt about that. All right, you're going to be in, you're gonna I, be in Houston. Hold on just a minute, Paul. i got to get this. Yeah. Uh, which barbie, what, what do you do for barbecue? You go brisket, what's, uh, what's the plan, ribs? I'm I I can do both. Um, I can do brisket or ribs. I'm also a big uh, Tex-Mex guy uh, oh, nice. as well. Big pop, big Papacitos fan uh, down there as well. So I'm I'm pretty versatile, quite honestly. I can go a lot of different ways. All right, Paul, go ahead. Mike, you mentioned the you mentioned the team that you have around you now in your life and in, in terms of health. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're the nose guard. If that team's a defense, you got to be the nose guard. Who's Reggie White? Who's Clyde Simmons? Who's Seth Joyner? And is your doctor Buddy Ryan as the defensive Well, my doctor, yes. That's a great, great point. My doctor is definitely Buddy Ryan, yes. He is He is the coach. He is making up the game plan for me. Uh, the star of the defense will be my wife, no doubt about it. She will be Reggie White because she she is the star. She she controls everything, and she is she is that Reggie White. She's that player coach, that D coordinator and player. And then my kids fill in around me. You know, we all work together. But yeah, you laid that out pretty well. But that, but that's exactly how it is. You know, that's exactly what I do with my doctor. I see him every few months, and and sometimes the game plan has to change. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, you know, we make sure I'm using what's good for me, and that's why I really say you got to talk with your doctor. Invokana works great for me. You have to find out from your doctor what works best for you and get that game plan and have all those other teammates around you. Paul, you know, well, for you, me, Mike. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, go go ahead. Well, you know, I, was, I just want to talk. There you go. You're up. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I'm going. Sorry, Mike. Um, That's NFL right. history. That that Eagles defense that that you were essentially you know in the middle of, literally and figuratively, it, it's sort of been lost in NFL history because you didn't have the long successful playoff run, and that and that bothers me as an NFL history guy. It was such a dynamic defense, and I don't think you get enough credit for anchoring it in a lot of ways. To even see the field with all those studs around you meant you had to be a badass at the time and probably still. Well, 
Listen, two things. First, I bet it bothers me a lot more than it bothers you, because uh, <laughs> I was actually on the uh, on the defense. But listen, I knew my place there. I was that role player on that defense. There were so many stars on that defense, starting with Reggie White and Jerome Brown and Clyde Simmons and, and Seth Joyner, Eric Allen, Byron Evans, you know, Andre Waters, Wes Hopkins, just star after star. And and people always say to me when when I we start talking about those great one year teams like you know the '85 Bears like the 2000 Ravens as far as the defenses are concerned, people always say Golick, why don't you include your Eagles? And I say, listen, I would love to, but we didn't finish the deal. For whatever reason, we didn't win a Super Bowl, so it's tough to put us in that category, even though I think we had, for a short time, one of the great defenses you could have with the talent that we had there. Um, but we didn't, We didn't. you know, the Steel Curtain. Those guys in Pittsburgh, look at all they won. They had great defense, and they won Super Bowls. So, you know, you have to be able to finish the deal, and I, and I think that's why, while we'll have individuals that certainly will go down in history, as a unit, it's tough to put us up there with those teams that won Super Bowls. Mike, you weren't in the Super Bowl, right? So let's, let's, no, I was not. All right, that's where I, I need a storyline this week. I need you to create something. We don't, we don't have a real storyline this week, right? Not really. You know, it's, it's certainly when you have New England there, you never have an on-field storyline or, or, or a player personality storyline. And I think with Atlanta, you know, we, we, their best player being Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, you think, oh, okay, a wide receiver. Normally it's a diva. Julio Jones is anything but a diva wide receiver. He barely says two words. He just goes out in there and kills you. So you're right. The, the only storyline people are talking about is even Joe Thomas, you know, the great old lineman from the Cleveland Browns, was on our show the, uh, a couple of days ago, and he said, listen, I, uh, to him, he goes, I hope Roger Goodell has to hand Tom Brady the Super Bowl trophy because I love awkward situations, and that would be awkward. Yes. So that seems to be, that seems to be the overriding thing. And, and quite honestly, I don't think anything will happen. I think everybody from Robert Kraft to Tom Brady to Roger Goodell, if that were to happen, I'm actually picking Atlanta, but if that were to happen, I think everybody would handle it in a professional way, so I wouldn't really worry about that. So to your point, there, the game really does lack that storyline outside of unbelievable offensive talent for Atlanta and unbelievable longevity and greatness for New England. Right. Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. Get a Super Bowl question in. Uh, who's the greatest Super Bowl winning team of all time? Oh, my God. I'm putting you on the spot, Mike. I am... I am horrible at this kind of thing. Horrible at it. I mean, you look at a one-year wonder, you have to look at the 85 Bears. I don't yeah. know if there was ever a more dominant defense than that defense. But, I mean, you got four from the Pittsburgh era with all those Hall of Famers on those teams. You know, a lot of times people forget the Green Bay Packers were winning championships before there were actually Super Bowls. Uh, but for one year, it would be tough at least of teams that I've seen, it would be tough for me not to say the 85 Bears and just how dominant, especially that defense was. Mike, solid, you're, solid Mike, you're a, uh, you're a Northeast Ohio guy. Do you have anything in the, do you have any pieces of memorabilia or anything in this, in the hall of fame? In the, the pro football hall of fame? Yeah. Hell no! I got to pay to get in that place. <laughs> you know, I was, oh, you know, I was at the suit. I was, and I was at the Hall of Fame recently, and they said they have a file on every player that ever played a single down in the NFL. So you do have something at the Hall of Fame. I'd like to know what's in my file there. I bet it's a small file. 
<laughs> Your permanent record. I can't. I'm gonna have to ask yeah. him. This is great. All right. Yeah, ahead, I'd like Paul. to know that. I'd see, really, yeah, I'd see, like to there know. There you go. There you go. Go ahead, Paul. Mike, can you give us a Buddy Ryan anecdote that really um, captures the time period in which you played compared to how soft everything is now? Something <clears throat> he said or did that would never fly now. Oh my God, that would ne- well. I mean, listen, there, there. We all know. I think everybody knows about the Bounty Bowl. I don't think anybody, you know. <laughs> Talk to all the you know New Orleans Saints when uh, you know their coaches all got suspended and stuff. How how much they 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 talk about that? But we know that you know that Bounty Bowl when he sent the rookie after the kicker. I mean, that was just an era you know where we had we had big hit money that was given out. You know, a hundred dollars for a big hit. You know, and, and it filmed the next day if there was a big hit. Yeah, you got you got a hundred dollar bill. He can't do that now. Nobody would do that now. I'm unless they really keep it quiet. But you know, there were just things you could get away with from after an interception. You'd go hunt up the quarterback to try and get a good shot on him. You know, they've outlawed that, and all the stuff they've done really is for the safety of the player. A lot of that we were just looking for big hits. So it's probably good. It it, it doesn't happen anymore. But listen, buddy, there's no doubt it was a throwback. But he fit right in with the times. I mean, you got to remember part. Sells was coaching then, you know, Jimmy Johnson. These are all tough-minded coaches who who lived off the physicality of their players, and it's just it's just not done as much. There's more fining that goes on in the league now than, than ever. I, I would my wife would kill me for all the times I'd get fined nowadays and said, wait, you lost another eighteen thousand dollars? You better go make that up somewhere else, you know? It's it, it, it's it's tough some of the money these guys are giving up. How was how Buddy able to command everybody's respect? I mean, physically, he's like a short, fat guy wearing bikey shorts, wearing glasses. You know what? It, it, well, defensive guys liked him, liked him because he let you play. Uh, whatever your talent level, he just lets you play. He lets you go at it, you know. And and obviously, you had to practice hard for him. But you also, you know, if you were if you got the job done on game days, you were you were in a good standing with Buddy, no doubt about it. But I, I think that's why, especially D. I don't know if offensive guys liked him as much because um, he dealt mostly with the defense. Even as a head coach, he dealt mostly with the defense. You like the coach that kind of lets you play. You know, that lets you take chances, that lets you do things. It was basically just give me the end result, and if you maybe hit the wrong gap or did the wrong thing to get there, so be it, as long as you make the play. You know, and as a, as a player, you kind of you like that trust out of a coach that says, hey, go ahead and do your thing, get the job done. Mike, we uh, we appreciate the time today. We know that you have a huge week coming up. You have a you have a huge kale salad waiting for you on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, <laughs> That'll be waiting a long time. <laughs> <laughs> huge kale salad with a side of brisket, and uh, it, it's uh, good luck down there this week. We know it's uh, we know it's another Super Bowl week for you. So we appreciate the time, and uh, everybody go out and see your doctor, right? Yes, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Get, get a game plan and let your doctor be the coach. These guys are and trying Mike, to be heroes. The the, Paul, hold on just a minute. These guys are out here yeah. trying to be heroes. They won't go see their doctor. Golik's a, Golik's a guy's guy, right, Mike? You can go see your doctor. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's one of the biggest reasons I say you need a great support group around you because right. they're the ones that are going to have you see your doctor. That's the key is, is see your doctor on a regular basis. So, a, a, if you're already dealing with something, you can keep changing that game plan if you need it. And, B, if you, if you go regularly, that whatever you get diagnosed with, you can find out what it is and you can start your game plan to, to, start, to start to deal with it. That's why you need the big support group around you that are going to help you get there. Very good advice. Go ahead, Paul. Last words. 
Mike, I just wanted to thank you for the uh, Super Bowl miracle. The first Super Bowl miracle of the week was this conversation. It was a miracle. I'm happy to help any way I can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate All right, guys. It. See you later. That was Mike Golick. Paul, you still there? Super Bowl miracle. That was uh, that was a miracle. We uh, did not think that would happen. Uh, Paul, I don't know what's going on with Skype, but we're having some issues joining calls joining into your call. So I, I'm headed down to Houston. This this I got to get this thing straightened out. Uh, so major issues. But Mike is a true media is a true media giant is what he is because he did not have to hang on. I think that's his personal phone call or his personal phone number. He called us. He didn't have some PR person calling us. He called us. So how refreshing, refreshing. Uh, we deal with media people all the time. The marketing people, they don't, they, they try to handle these guys. It's super bowl week. Golik doesn't have time for handlers. He's got to get done with us. Talk to us about his diabetes and get to Houston. Yeah, usually get an email from some intern with another email to a phone number with a passcode, or they call you and then patch you through. There's just a lot of ways. We almost fought that call off, you know. Uh, Yeah, but but it was too strong. We we try. It tried to kill me, but it it didn't. The diabetes (laughs) did not win that call. Uh, So (laughs) so anyway. Uh, long story short, Golik's going to go down there. He won't admit it, but he's going to crush some ribs. I don't blame him. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Only can eat one of those meat meals a week, Paul. I can't go down there. Is that and, it? Uh, can you go down and can you eat like a pile of brisket more than once a week? No way. I still feel out of sorts like two or three days later. I mean, oh. you're just doing cardio and you still feel like a fat ass. Terrible. You know? terrible it's just it's bad i mean you're when you get back man your oh. toilet's just gonna take a beating uh, I, I i i i was watching the guys from the dan patrick show and they ate they ate barbecue twice yesterday i can't imagine i i like to eat but i can't imagine eating barbecue twice in one day like the meat sweats no you ever you get the meat <laughs> sweats Oh, I've had them. Disgusting. I've had them. So anyway, it's so gross. Uh, so anyway, I got to pick out what day I want to go down there and have the the barbecue and uh, maybe do that right I, uh, away, get it out of the way. I I liked your question about the lack of storyline, right. and it really is the uh, Tom Brady Roger Goodell handoff. Well, it's that, and it's the, the 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 other one will be Tom Brady's legacy. It'll be the greatest of all time if he wins, and then if not, it'll be like. This is the end of Tom Brady's greatness. Like one game will yeah. end up being like he's no longer the greatest. Like yeah. Joe Montana's still the greatest or whatever. But let's let's be honest. Yeah. What are the chances he's played with no name guys to get to seven Super Bowls? Come on. One of the things that I've heard consistently this week is all this Jimmy Garoppolo trade talk. And I'm ready I'm ready for that to go away. But if he loses, you're right. The first headline is going to be Garoppolo in line to challenge Brady. Right. You know, that'll be is it, <laughs> some is ridiculous this, ESPN is this the end? ticker. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> is this the end? Just winning with nobody's year in and year out. You know, it's unreal. Peyton Manning could do it, but Tom can't at 39. <laughs> It'll you know? be Tom terrific dot 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 question mark. Right. 
<laughs> so that we we know it's coming. We know that the garbage is coming. As far as because uh, listen, yeah. listen, I I love Super Bowl week, but I also hate it, and it it is like a spring break for uh, media people. They go down to the Super Bowl and they they just get shit faced at night the the entire week. You just get drunk, and then uh, and then you sit around at a table for four or five hours just talking to NFL guy after NFL guy. And here I just told Mrs. BC this this morning. I said, the thing about media week at the Super Bowl is that everybody says everybody says something, but nobody says something. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. there's 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 a million guys talking, but there's zero quotes that actually come out of media week. <laughs> that's so accurate. And then I've and, never heard it described that accurately. Yeah, but that's and then exactly and then everybody goes and gets drunk. That's literally what you do. And uh, right. so the great thing is, is it's only a one hour time difference for me this year. So uh, early mornings won't be a problem. And uh, yeah, so so I'll be down there with Mike Golick. Uh, we'll we'll do our show. Um, uh, he'll do his. I'll do mine. And uh, yeah, so kicking I, off. Yeah, I thought Super you were making week. an announcement there. <laughs> you know what? It, I, I never see those guys. I never see. Well, Greenberg will walk around uh, one day. He'll come in like Thursday or maybe Friday morning and do the do the lap. But the ESPN guys, they don't mingle with the Radio Row dirtbags. Uh, no, it's such a. I, you know what? This year, I might just take a photo of just the hodgepodge of shit. Like tables just Please with do. pizza boxes, and it's just like they set up shop, and they're that's their home for six, seven days. So, uh, so that's going on, and uh, yeah, no story. Give me a storyline. What would your storyline be if you were if you were a media guy going to Houston? What would you go to? Wow, I mean that is because you're right. You're gonna you better have an idea going in because when you get down there, guys are going to be talking but not saying anything. Well. Um, uh, here's the one. Okay, I'll go first. Is this Matt Ryan's coming out party? He has all the numbers. Like you, you can be, you could have one arm and throw for three thousand yards in the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna go. Is this Matt Ryan's breakout game, or is this his uh, Boomer Esiason moment where he just becomes a guy that played in the Super Bowl? Yeah, who won the MVP? Because Boomer won the MVP that year. He did. Uh, that was. That was ninety. Was it eighty nine? Which will never. That was will, uh, will that ever Bengals happen? Niners. Will that is it? How many times has that ever happened in Super Bowl history? Any idea? Uh, it's happened five times is where right? the regular season MVP. Yeah, where the regular season MVP won the Super Bowl MVP. So I don't know if that's exactly what you're asking, but that's a quality stat off the dome. I was thinking about the losing, the losing Super Bowl quarterback winning the MVP. A, a, the Man, MVP from a losing team. That's a good stat too. You know, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. No, nowadays people right. they would go crazy if that happened. If if Ryan lost, won the MVP regular season and lost the Super Bowl. No, I'm saying if if you won the Super it. if you won the Super Bowl MVP but you lost the game. Oh yeah, people would be irate. So you're telling that me that happened once? Okay, who was that it? happened once? Dallas uh, Colt, Dallas Cowboys Colts Super Bowl. What was that? Like Super Bowl nineteen, I want to say. Oh, there case. were there were nine turnovers. Um, it was just a ridiculous game. All right, so it was, it way was back. one on a, a last second field goal by Jim O'Brien from the Colts. Okay. I want to say. 
So let's shorten this. Let's just say, is Matt Ryan elite? That will be his. That 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 will be after this game. That will be the the the, the battle cry. That's a way better storyline for than the Tom Brady Goodell potential awkward handoff. Yeah, of the, is of is the Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan elite? <clears throat> because that's sustainable. But the thing is, is that who cares about Atlanta outside of Georgia? I, you know, I said that, and I got destroyed last week uh, during the NFC title game. I said, listen, the bandwagon for the Falcons down there. These people didn't show up to the games before. The, they didn't even show up to the games at the beginning no. of this year. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe that everybody's this huge Falcons fan? Come on, get out of here. Name three starters on defense and name two offensive linemen. Uh, the only one I know on the offensive line is Alex Mack because the Browns gave him up. They let him walk in free agency this year. Mm-hmm. And he goes good down, move. and now he's Matt Ryan's center. So good move, good move by the Browns. That they were going nowhere with him. So, uh, but he said, uh, "You remember when Atlanta had a had an offensive lineman named Todd Weiner?" Uh, don't remember that. But he pronounced it Weiner for obvious reasons. Wh- what? Uh, how long ago? In the last ten years, probably Vic era. Huh? Todd Weiner. You should get that. Look jersey. it up. She get that jersey. <laughs> well, the way the NFL is, you can't buy a Ron Mexico jersey, so you probably can't buy a Todd Weiner you jersey. To, you have to get it and you have to modify it. You have to find you can't a buy seamstress. A, a, you can't buy a rapist burger jersey either, you know, the <laughs> custom name. I'd look. Oh my god. Uh yeah, the NFL. You know what? You here's something you can do at the Super Bowl is you can go to the NFL fan experience and you can have jerseys made. And I would be curious if they would if if you could get away with making a Ron Mexico jersey uh, this has week. The, has the Fuhrer died down? Well, you know, you're dealing with, to where you could pull it off. And you're dealing with a new generation. How many years ago was Ron Mexico? Like 2007? Yeah, I think it was 10. 2010? <laughs> no, no, no. 10 years. Oh, 10, 2007 okay. is correct. So, so I'm thinking like 10 years ago. So you're talking. So the people that do the jerseys at the NFL fan experience at the Super Bowl. They're like twenty. They're like college kids. They're like twenty two, twenty three years old, and they're just pumping out jerseys all day long. Just and they make them right there on the spot. So if you could, uh, if you could get me a, Me- a Mexico <laughs> Falcons jersey, I'll pay you back. <laughs> I'll pay you the money oh back. Oh my god! Man. Oh, I gotta, I got You know what? I, I'm a, I'm a one man band this week. I gotta figure out how I can do a couple of these little things. I need a, I need an on site weirdo to help me out so uh we'll try to get a ron mexico jersey i i'll look i'll see if anybody's making or has i would love to see a ron mexico jersey this week at the super bowl that could be a storyline i would just try to find one uh right so 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 anything else super bowl that has your eye or ear at this moment i mean really the super bowl to me i can tell you every significant life event by year if you tell me who is in the super bowl all the way back to like 1988. Isn't that amazing? So it is. So for, or, you know, there's other adjectives I'm sure that other people would use like <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> but, women, women like to call but, that yeah, pathetic. Women would certainly call that pathetic. But another thing I like to do is regale myself in the history, Joe Kinsey. Yeah. NFL films throughout the years has made these, these great uh, like yearly recaps that are 30 minutes long. And then a Super Bowl game recap. That's also 30 minutes long. I like to watch them all. ESPN used to run them continuously yes. Super Bowl week, like deep into the night, yes. like through the night into the morning. 
And I noticed they don't do that as frequently that you'll still catch some, you know, 30 minute highlights of what of were those Super called? Bowls. What were those called? I'll tweet that out. NFL film study. Cause I know well, they, they had, the remember Super NFL Bowl. film you know, study? It was the Super Bowl where it, it was the guy from NFL films and, and you know, it, every Super Bowl, they, they, they would show those continuously all day long. Right. All day long and into the night and overnight. Um, let me Google it here real quick. But seriously, I, I love to do that every every year because it's like. Do you, you get those really on remember. NFL Network now? Um, you know that's a good question too. It always used to be ESPN too, but you're probably right. Okay, you're probably right. All right, Super, look that is, up. What do you think? Super Bowl highlights, I guess. ESPN. Yeah, so that's what it means to me. Uh. Yeah, and if you you've lived in different cities, so do you base your Super Bowls on what city you were living in at that moment? Like you remember it based on that? Oh, I remember immediately. Yeah, yeah. Because I lived I lived in Pennsylvania during the Eagles Super Bowl run. You know where they won four uh, NFC title or they were played in the uh, NFC title game four times. Went to the Super Bowl the the one time. Uh, I was in Pennsylvania, and all of a sudden everybody was an Eagles fan. Everybody was an Eagles fan, but yet they didn't. They weren't. They weren't caring about these guys up until this point. And I remember just living in Pennsylvania, and everything was Eagles. And now it's I don't know. All right, so you sent me. Yeah. You sent me the. Uh, I don't know if that's right or not, but but you guys get the idea. You yeah. guys are out there. You're, you're you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. There and it just, is. You 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 see these great seasons and games that you've forgotten about. I mean. The average NFL fan probably can't tell you who won the Super Bowl three, four years ago. I mean, I know I have to think about it. So when you get into 20 years ago or 10 years ago, you forget like, yeah, how I, important some of these things were. I remember the ones during my youth a lot better. Do you? The ones where I start to work in the field or attended the the games, I start to forget exactly. Like, okay, I remember Detroit. Uh, the Steelers beat the Seahawks. It was close. I went mm-hmm. up to the uh, radio row and all that for that. But like the cool. like the first Ravens Super Bowl win was what year? That would have been two thousand. Those Giants uh, when they really smoked them. That was two thousand. Two thousand. So that was yeah uh, because in ninety nine I was in Chicago. Yeah, Trent Dilfer. Ninety nine I was living in Chicago and that was Rams Titans. That's right. Rams. Yes. Rams. Titans. Uh, 98 Cowboys. 90. No, that would have been their last one was 95 Steelers. Is that right? Yeah. See, I it was 98 Elway. Elway. That's right. Was Elway. Yeah. And they, they back went to back. They went back Elway. to back. Yeah. So that's easy. Yeah. And then before that was Packers. Packers with Favre. Over the Patriots, which I've actually watched that game in the last two weeks. And it's amazing when you look at all the Patriots players that went on to contribute to the Belichick dynasty, and they were under Parcells. It's not like they were, yeah. you know, getting bad coaching. You had Keith Byers getting major clock, but yes. you had a rookie Adam Vinatieri, and you also had Richard uh, Seymour, um, Teddy Bruschi. A lot of components on the. Uh, it's crazy. Ensuing. Crazy to think that Vinatieri. <laughs> what year was that? That would have been ninety six. Oh my god. He's still there. He's still kicking. And he's, he just set the record for most consecutive 50-yard field goals this season. <laughs> you, you forget that he's, he's still like around. 
You, he, he just, and it's not like these balls are just getting through. Like he's pounding. No, I, it, are, are the kickers on PEDs? How that? I just saw that Justin Tucker on a video made a seventy-five yard field goal. Like how the hell is this possible? When's the outer? When are the outer limits reached? Yeah, where? Yeah, where do we go? Where do we go with kickers? Uh, I mean, are we going to have hundred-yard field goals? They're going to be outlawed. Um, I hate to change the subject, not really, but I, because I was looking through these Super Bowl videos, these NFL films videos, and the Ravens popped up from uh, a couple years back in uh, New Orleans, and mm-hmm. Ray Lewis is on the cover. And I don't know if you saw last night, but I had interaction with Ray Lewis on Twitter last night. I didn't. You did I, not see awesome. that. All right. So no. Kirk Cousins made this incredible uh, play where he stripped Aqib Tlaib. I watched it. You it saw didn't that. Matter. You saw that. Mm-hmm. But it was a hustle play. A huge a Don hustle Beebe play. Don Super Beebe. Bowl Cowboys play. It was. It was a, a really, really big hustle play. And I sent out a video of uh, – Cousins chasing down Talib, and it started to get traction, and it started to get sent around, and suddenly Ray Lewis liked it, and I'm like, "Wow, what's up with this?" So I tweet out again, you know, my buddy, my new buddy Ray, and uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Ray is like communicating with me, and then Ray like he f- starts following busted coverage, and I'm like, "Wow, wow, this is huge. This is huge." After all the Ray Lewis jokes that I've dropped on Twitter about murders and killing it. Uh, Ray Lewis is now following busted coverage and it seems like he's active, Paul. This is, this is crazy to think that Ray Lewis is just sitting and active on Twitter. I I can't believe this. Looking at your tweets. Yes. He's seeing the daily dump and he's seeing morning screen caps and somewhere along the line, we're going to drop a Ray Lewis burn and it's, it's sooner or later. He's going to murder us. He's going to murder us. So, uh, everybody stay tuned to that. You guys, there's certain people that always wanted me to get killed. Uh, Ray Lewis may kill me, uh, after he gets a tweet that, maybe... Hey, that, that headline, that headline, will get a few clicks. Wouldn't that I'll be a great Super Bowl week, uh, headline? Ray, Ray Lewis killed me. <laughs> Ray Lewis murders <laughs> busted coverage at the Super Bowl. So, a posthumous, uh, yeah. <laughs> blog post. I mean, that's, that's great for the, uh, obituary. So. The obit. So, we'll so little BC... Number two, yeah. he can know that his dad's life was not lost in vain. No, Ray that. Lewis murdered him. Uh, so <laughs> that's big news going on. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. Speaking of, that yeah, Super Bowl sucks. That, that Super Bowl, Bowl sucks. That Super Bowl is horrible. Um, you can tell me you can tell me it was great because it came down to the last play, but right. I will tell you that is hogwash. Right. Because before the power failure, that game was way out of hand. The 49ers were beneficiaries of several calls that extended the game. That's when, to me, the NFL was at the height of its let's throw flags to keep the games close shenanigans. Yep. And it was just a, a not – I didn't enjoy that Super Bowl. I was in Council Bluffs, Iowa, watching with my friend Chase Belmont. You can't hardly remember it either, and it was what just right. three years ago, four years ago. I, I, yeah, I, it seems like it seems weird, like it didn't happen, or yeah. that it was foggy somehow, and yeah. it's because of the the, uh, the the delay. Right. Uh, so Harbaugh Bowl. Yeah, and then I okay, I want to also say this about the Super Bowl since we're kicking off Super Bowl coverage. I was mm-hmm. at I was I was at the game last year, uh, Carolina Denver. Second row of the upper deck at uh, Levi Stadium. 
and I, I've had a lot of people ask me about going to the game and how great it must be. And I have to say, it's one of the most underwhelming experiences of my life as far as a uh, sporting event. I, yeah, I, I get that it's I get that the pageantry, but mm-hmm. unless it just felt like unless it was your team, it just uh-huh. it just didn't have that like that vibe. And I mean, yeah, Denver fans were in, insane, and they're they're going nuts. And there's like a few thousand Carolina fans, and they're having a good time. But I've been to big college football games that have more excitement than the Super Bowl did. I, I'm serious. I I I will say the flyover, the flyover was awesome. That was great. Um, was but, it better than the flyover at Battle at Bristol? That was amazing. Uh, Battle at Bristol was a huge. Uh, that that was a great flyover. Um, it's weird. I, I don't know what it was about the Super Bowl. Maybe down the road I'll think more about it as I get older and I'm like, I only went to one Super Bowl. So I'll I'll probably value it more and I'll probably build it up like it was this great thing. Yeah. Do I that. saw Peyton Manning's last game, that kind of build up. And then my Oh kid, yeah, you then, got them all lined yeah, up. And then the kids will think I'm cool because I was at Peyton Manning's you last be game. Uh, yeah, the kids will respect that twenty years from now. You're yeah, right. But I, I was, I, you, if I could have sold that ticket for three thousand dollars, I would have in a heartbeat. Three thousand dollars. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I was underwhelmed. The Super Bowl wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. Uh, the fans, a little too corporate. I was shocked at how many dirt bags were in like the top five rows of the stadium. They were getting defined dirt bag. Well, they were getting rowdy. It, it was a little rowdy up there in the upper deck. I was shocked by that uh, because you just assume that everybody paid $3,000 for their ticket. Some of these people, I don't know how in the hell they got their tickets. They must have won it for, through like Pepsi or something. And they're, mm-hmm. they're getting rowdy. They're starting to chirp a little bit. They're getting a little drunk on Super there Bowl beers. There needs to be a fight. I mean, it's still an NFL game. How great right? would that be? A Super it Bowl matter. fan brawl. Yeah, Super Bowl fan ball, the ultimate uh, event. I mean, if it's if we're going to really you know encapsulate the season and and culminate it, we got to treat it like every other game, right? There's certain consistent elements, and a drunk, puke filled Cowboys yes. fan beatdown is yes. what we really need here. Yes, Houston, let's set this thing off. Houston let's send could out be that 2016, city, Joe. Houston could be that city. They like to fight down there, so. Uh, excited to see what happens there. Maybe this is the storyline. Maybe Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, does something to spark some sort of controversy. Is well, it- I was looking at the prop bets this morning, and there's <laughs> you're getting five to eight odds that she will show her navel. Uh, navel? Uh, yeah. I was, I was thinking we're we're ready for an, another nip, and it. We're ready for another wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. We're, As a country, we, can we handle that? We are. Re- that might be my go-to question this week. Something along the lines of, would you be nip against? Would you be against a Lady Gaga nip slip? I'd, I'd check out her boobs. <laughs> I like Lady Gaga. All right, not that, not music. That might be my red carpet question this week. Um, so we'll we'll put that one on the list. So yeah, jot that down. I'm gonna jot that one down. Um, anything else? I know it's our reunion. Uh, our reunion. It's, it podcast. feels so good. I mean, we haven't even talked non off the air, so this is great. Uh, no, not we haven't even. Yeah, we're still recording, and uh, we still probably will talk about other life things when I turn this off. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're uh, we're back. 
we're back. That's the big story. Let's do it again this week, Paul, because I'm going to be down there. I'm going to have to look like I'm a mem- member of the media. So let's do yeah. it again down there, and then that way I'll I'll have like a whole like table where I have my computer set up, and then people will think that I'm somehow important. And, I like that. And then maybe it'll look good to the internet. So, I'll And then when you're just using your phone and you're by yourself, you can call me and say that you're calling your producer. Yes. Even though I have nothing to do with production, you do. Yes. And then, they'll, they'll, oh, this is legit. He's got a studio back home. Yes, I will. Which you do. Yeah. In, in the, the studio of my arms yes. and my heart. And the great thing is everybody, I'll talk real loud so that yeah. everybody thinks. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I'll talk really, really loud, and then uh, people will think there's something going on. And because uh, everybody knows that the louder you talk and yes. the jerkier you are, the more important you are. Yes. And maybe, just maybe, I'll mention like Tom. Like Tom just called me, and uh, <laughs> there's going to be a secret party, and I'll say it around. <laughs> yeah, stuff I'll, like that. <laughs> I'll say it around <laughs> members of the media, uh, uh, the, the New England media. So. Get some lapdog from TMZ on your sack all week. You can call me, and I'll still, and I'll just, I'll, they'll hear me saying it. Tom, <laughs> Tom, Bill, like just loud enough to where clearly all right, you got a connection. So we have a game plan. Uh, thanks to Mike Golick, um, he he weathered the storm of our dumb call-in system. So we'll <laughs> fix that, and uh, yeah, we got to get that fixed. So I'll, I'll get on that, and uh, let's have a better. Let's have a better Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Paul. Miracles. All right. See ya. That's the end of it. That's the uh, Monday Milk Clock podcast for Super Bowl week. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.